Hi, and welcome back to episode two of the Inconspicuous Witch Podcast. I'm your host, Jamie Jones. And I just first off wanted to thank everybody. If you came back after you listened to the first episode, I'm really glad that you came back for the second episode. Uh, this is something I'm really enjoying and I'm hoping that I can continue this momentum. Um, I've had a really great day today, so I feel good. I'm ready to get this uh, episode started. Um, today's episode I thought would be a really good opportunity to talk about mental health, um, the dark half of the year, and maybe even some shadow work and even deities maybe that you might be able to work with to help get through this difficult time of year. Um, the dark half of the year is the year that, the part of the year that starts after Mabin and it usually runs through to Ostara. It's the dark half of the year and <laughs> things are colder things are starting to die off it's just that time of year where um everything slows down a little bit more it's it's the days get shorter the nights get longer and then on top of everything else there's a lot of holidays between um that time of year around september and then all the way through to usually about mid-march um, around Ostara. And it can be really difficult on folks to, uh, <laughs> the holidays, um, being a former EMT was really hard to work between, I would say late October. Um, actually probably ran through to March. Um, we insensitively would call it suicide season. And, um, as horrible and insensitive as that may sound, um, it was sadly very true. I remember the first year that I uh, worked EMS. I got my certification in November of twenty, nope, November two thousand and four, and it was a eye-opening experience because I dove headfirst into the dark half of the year working as an EMT, and it was extremely difficult um, to see how much uh, or how many of our pa- our patients and how many of the, how many people in the community were just really struggling during this time of year. And I don't think that unless you're exposed to these things, um, it's as relevant or you're made as aware of it. Um, you know, if you have family that you get to spend the holidays with, that's great that, you know, if you make the best of it, there's a lot of people that don't. And so these holidays can be extremely difficult, um, for people to navigate, you know, through, we have, uh, Halloween and <laughs> Halloween sound, uh, depending on whatever it is that you, you celebrate, um, can sound a little like, okay, that's, that's not really a holiday where maybe, um, someone would be as upset if they don't have family to spend it with, but it is depending on, how you're celebrating that holiday. If you're, um, celebrating Halloween as a secular holiday, as you know, maybe you're someone who has experienced the loss of a child or, um, unable to conceive kids, or, or you just see your friends and neighbors and people out in your community taking your kids trick or treating, and you may not have someone that you can take and enjoy those holidays with. Maybe you don't have, uh, partner or your couple's costumes 
uh, couples Halloween parties and these things aren't always things that you think of um, when it comes down to it, but then you have to really realize, okay, there's definitely an opportunity here where we could have a little bit of grace for somebody who may appear as though they don't enjoy these holidays or maybe they don't enjoy this time of year. Um, and then, you know, right after Halloween, oh, and also to backtrack to Samhain, it, it can be a very sad time of year for people because although, you know, um, we're supposed to honor our ancestors, you know, how many degrees of separation are we looking at here um, for these ancestors, you know? I may not be as upset over a family member that I've never met, um, you know, <laughs> way down my family tree, but you know, what if it's a direct relative that you're wanting to honor, um, like a mother, a father, a grandparent, it can be difficult to, um, sit with that and honor them. And then you also, you know, not only do you have, um, Samhain Halloween, you have Dia de los Muertos, and I apologize if I'm butchering these names. I'm so bad with, uh, pronunciation, so don't come after me. But, um, yeah, so these holidays, they're the whole intention around that time of year, Halloween, Samhain, is to honor those who have passed and um, celebrate Halloween. So, yeah, so that is a time where we might want to just kind of sit back and treat people with a little bit more grace. Maybe they don't want to come to your Halloween party, um, don't want to go trick-or-treating, just there may be things that are difficult for someone to talk about and they may not wish to do that. So keep that in mind when you're um, inviting people if, if they decide, yeah, I don't want to go to your Halloween party. <laughs> um, and then, you know, if you're, if you're one of those individuals who maybe are on the other side of this coin and it is something that um, is difficult for you, I, I'm going to add some things a little bit later on in this podcast that might help you um, be able to work through some of these things and maybe make it a little bit easier for you. Um, <clears throat> November is kind of a transitional period uh, in modern days. You go from Halloween and then you go all the way to <laughs> Thanksgiving and Christmas in like a day. So November 1st, you know, you have Halloween and Samhain is over. So now you have Christmas stuff everywhere. It's an extremely difficult time for some people. You know, it's the holidays and you're expected to have um, a family to go spend these, you know, celebrate with. Um, maybe you're someone who um, just can't afford the type of Christmas that you want for your kids or your loved ones. Maybe your family has the money to do those things and maybe you don't, you know, and it's difficult to... Um, show up to Christmas at a relative's and not really be able to afford to get everyone gifts while everyone else gets to watch or participate. And, you know, the, there's so many, so many things around the holidays that can trigger or um, just downright be really depressing. The, ho the holidays can be extremely difficult for, for many, many people. Um, you know, then you have New Year's. <laughs> and New Year's is really so much one of those those holidays where uh it's a big deal like you don't really need a partner or family to celebrate new year's eve but 
you know, it's expected. Oh, well, you've got, uh, you kiss someone at midnight. <laughs> um, the holidays suck, guys. I, I don't even really know how to say this with grace without just, <laughs> they, they're on one of those spectrum to the other. Like they're either really, really great or they, they're just, um, you know, they're even a little difficult for me to talk about. I, you, you can probably tell, um, I am one of those individuals who, I, I don't really have a lot of family on my side that um, I see or spend time with. You know, my, both of my parents have passed. My mom passed when I was 12, you know, so I have been in that situation and I have had 30 some years to be able, is it 30 years? Something like that. Uh, to be able to navigate how I'm going to feel about it. And yeah, I mean, sometimes it still bothers me, but I've had a lot of time <laughs> to uh, work on it. And a lot, not everyone is that fortunate. Um, let's see, beginning of the year, January, January just sucks. <laughs> I know we're, we're in January right now, but January is, it's so cold, you know, the sun doesn't shine as much. There's not really a lot of things that you can comfortably do. It's just not as nice uh, to go outside, you know, in January as opposed to like May or any other time when it's warm outside. Um, there's really um, not too many. I mean, there's holidays in January, but nothing that I can think of off the top of my head. So correct me if I'm wrong, um, where you would really need to... Um, be expected to spend time with loved ones, but it is, it is cold. It is dark. It's dreary. This is the time of the year where it starts to get wet, especially where we are. We have really strange weather in Kentucky. It's either going to be 70 degrees one day or, you know, like I think maybe two or three weeks ago we had on a Friday, Friday night, it was negative seven with a negative 28 wind chill. And then literally within the next week, it was 70 outside. So it bounces around where we are. And I'm really thankful for that sometimes because the warm weather is really nice in January after, you know, being outside and it's seven degrees, negative seven degrees outside, you know, and then the next week it's, you just got to be outside because it's so, so nice. Um, but there are some climates that are, they're not that fortunate. It's, it's either cold, dark, and rainy, and just gross until, I don't know, May. <laughs> um, February, February, Valentine's Day, Lupercalia um, <clears throat> can obviously suck for a lot of reasons. I hate Valentine's Day. <laughs> As someone who... Um, not been single a lot in my past. Um, I have been in some real shitty relationships where Valentine's Day just wasn't fun to begin with, but I have never been in a situation where I've, I've worried about being alone on Valentine's Day, which probably would have been better than some situations I had been when I was younger. But Valentine's Day is in a crummy holiday where we put pressure on one another to be in a relationship and or um, do things that may get a find a date for Valentine's Day. 
spend a lot of money to show someone that you care about them. I hate Valentine's Day. I cannot stress that enough. Um, my husband and I, we, we really don't celebrate Valentine's Day. Now that I think about it, we have in the past with small gestures and I'm an artsy. So there was a while where I would make him a card and <laughs> make him a card every year. Um, I think one year I, I did, I drew him a card that had, um, like a glass of bourbon on it because Kentucky and I like bourbon and, uh, He's not so much a bourbon fan, but I am. And the glass had uh, you know, a little bit of bourbon in it, and it said, I think you're neat, which is really corny. But that was just that was just our thing, you know. Valentine's is, uh, since we have three kids, is just a holiday where I will find an excuse to get my kids candy or something that I normally wouldn't buy them throughout the rest of the year. Um, yeah, just a little Valentine's gift for the kids. Um, but again, it's another holiday that can really make people feel very down on themselves because it's meant to be, you know, celebrated with, um, a relationship. And after February, we have March. Um, March is fantastic. Everything's starting to warm up here in Kentucky. Sometimes we will get like one last ditch effort at a big snow, it seems like couple of inches, which sounds insignificant if you're probably north of Kentucky, but it's a big deal here. And, um, it <laughs> will get one big snow and then it will start to warm up. And then, um, April is hit or miss. Sometimes it'll be cold. Sometimes it'll be really hot, but you know, March, I really like March because in March, everything's starting to grow back. And if you know what you're looking for, you can see the signs of spring everywhere. Um, trees start to bud. And I will, it's really corny of me, but I will go and sit on my deck. And I'll either have a hot cup of tea or coffee. And I like to sit and look at the trees around my property to see if I can see um, the dogwoods blooming. Or, um, you know, just the trees around us, little buds. The uh, red buds bloom pretty quickly. My my property has a lot of uh, Osage trees, and they're always the uh, last to drop their leaves and the last to bloom. So it's <laughs> it will be pretty bare um, as far as the greenery goes on my property until probably about May when it really starts to fill out the trees. But uh, <clears throat> yeah, so there's that, you know, the dark half of the year is just that, you know, it can be a beautiful time of year for people who maybe have a great support system, but it can also be a really crummy time of year for other people for various reasons. And I do not want to dig into, uh, the negative, um, aspects too much. I don't feel that it's beneficial to list all of the different reasons in length for why someone may feel really, really shitty this time of the year, because if you know, you know, um, but you know, there's, there's always a light at the end of the tunnel. I am a big advocate for mental health and shadow work 
And I cannot emphasize this enough. If you are someone who does shadow work, please, please, please don't do this alone. Do not do shadow work alone. And in fact, don't really do it with anyone that is not qualified. And I cannot stress this enough when I say qualified. Um, mental health professional. And I mean that with the absolute every inch of my soul. Um, I, don't, I don't know what happened over the last couple of years where I hate TikTok, but I will get on there and Instagram and sometimes Facebook. And I, the algorithm with Facebook really keeps me from seeing a lot of stuff. Um, but I can go to TikTok and see this and it's, it's rampant. Um, there is this culture of snubbing educated folks as if you are more qualified to know better. (laughs) And I am absolutely just mind blown by that. I don't understand why, uh, I mean, you can have good intentions all day long that you feel like you can really help someone uh, get through a rough time, but you're not a substitute for a mental health person, someone who is qualified, trained, uh, therapist. Therapy is amazing. Um, my major, actually, before I decided to go into human resources, was psychology. I really wanted to, um, well, one of my majors <laughs> was psychology. And I really wanted to go into um, be counselor or a therapist. I wanted to help people uh, just because I went through a lot of things when I was younger. And I didn't really have a support system. And surprisingly, very self-aware um, I knew the shit that I was going through and I knew when I, when enough was enough and when I needed to back out of what I was doing, but it, it wasn't easy at all. And, um, sometimes you just, you just really need someone to tell you, Hey, that's not good for you. And on top of that, you need to have someone who's a qualified professional that can look at you and say, okay, I understand that you're having these issues, that there's this going on in your life. Let's work on how to navigate this. But they're also able to look at your mannerisms, um, your family history, your um, current regimen, uh, your health currently. Like, how are you taking care of yourself? Are you exercising? Are you eating correctly? Uh, what medications are you on? Um, you know, maybe you don't realize that there's a pattern to your behavior that can lead to a diagnosis. Um, the whole purpose of this podcast is that I want people to realize how we're, you're living a, a mundane and a magical life. And you can't, you can't live one foot in and not the other foot out or you're going to float away. You know, you can't focus 
solely on the spirituality aspect of things because you are a spiritual person having a human experience. And whether or not we like to admit it, mental health is attached to that physical experience. Um, it's absolutely appalling. And I will not apologize for this. If you um, believe this, or this is your philosophy, that's fine. Um, this is just my opinion, but you will not get me to budge either way. Um, I can't be unconvinced. <laughs> Let's just put it that way. That it is appalling to get onto TikTok or Instagram and see people spouting off what I will absolutely call utter nonsense, that if you have any kind of mental health or what a therapist or whatever, I don't know what they're calling it nowadays, but um, if you're told that you have a diagnosis of some type of mental health ailment or whatever, that it's because you're a star seed and you're not of this earth. <laughs> It's insulting to um, me. It's insulting to um, folks who have those diagnoses. No, no, they're not. They're not different. Okay, I will go on this, this rant. They are not different. They are people. And just because they think a little differently doesn't make them any less human than the rest of us. And it is <laughs> enraging to see how um, I have seen on TikTok people talk about how autism is really just, um, oh my gosh, what is it? You're a starseed, but you're also um, something else. And I can't remember what it is because it was really stupid. And I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I won't. Um, I won't back and repeat it, but how insulting is that? Um, folks, mental health is real. People are who they are. They shouldn't apologize for it. They are not from a different planet. Their souls come from the same place as everyone else's, wherever you believe that to be. And I will go over that maybe on a, in a later episode on how I feel, um, where that all comes from. But as far as mental health goes, someone who has autism needs to seek, um, maybe a, a, they at least need that diagnosis. Okay. However you choose to treat it, whatever works best for you, um, you should do that. Okay, but do it with someone who's qualified. Um, I can't stress enough how important it is to, if you, if you use a coach or like a life coach, or I, I hate that phrase too, because I know several life coaches and neither of them should be coaching anyone <laughs> on how to live their life, but they do. And um, even one went so far as telling me uh, I had 
conversation with them because I was really, really struggling at one point with this because um, I had just really learned what um, shadow work was and I wasn't taking the time to really look at the things that I was doing and trying to figure out, okay, why am I, why do I give a shit about what this person's doing? Why is this triggering me? Um, and so I just had no filter and some things do need to be said. Um, you can have an open conversation about it, but if the other person is opposed to hearing what you have to say, you're just going to end in conflict and that's just how it's going to be. And that was kind of what happened with this person. Um, they transitioned into being a life coach and would talk to spirit about what someone else should do with their life. Like, I guess, um, tarot is one way she was doing that, but, um, just giving them overall advice on how to, how to live their life. And I said, do you really think that you're qualified for this? Um, you know, you're telling this person that they need to do this to be happy, but on the flip side, you're doing the exact same thing, but you're not following your own advice. <laughs> and I should you not. She told me, all they're supposed to do is I say, not as I do. And it disgusted me. And I have had a bad taste in my mouth um, when it comes to life coaches that don't have any actual um, qualifications or background in mental health. And no, no, not, uh, not because you used to work for a place that did mental health things that is not considered qualifying to, um, be a life coach. Sorry. That would be like, uh, going to the janitor at a hospital and getting medical advice from them because they work at a hospital or, and you're and not to, um, not to discredit anyone that's, um, you know, or to be shitty about this, but that would also be like going to a nurse's aide and asking them if you needed open heart surgery because of something like you wouldn't go to a podiatrist because you're having a heart attack. Like there's, you, you need to seek out the qualified, correct person. And that is, um, not someone who, took a couple classes on Udemy or read something on the Wikipedia on how to do these things. So <laughs> it's a little salty sore spot that I am still trying to work my way through. I have to scroll past these people when I see them on Instagram and just kind of uh, let it go. But if you, if you do find yourself working with a um, life coach, I, I will say they make excellent supports. Um, like a support group for you. Um, if you, if it makes you feel better to talk to this person, um, it's kind of like having a friend, you know, like having someone who, um, is by your side to kind of not judge you for the things that you are telling them. That is perfect. Um, but also please seek out appropriate mental health provider to help you as well. I can't stress that enough. So, um, and when it comes to shadow work, you know, therapy, support, um, having a support circle, having a support group, people that are behind you, 
and shadow work, those three things together can be a, a beautiful trifecta to help you get through some really difficult times. Shadow work can bring out some really ugly things in us because we are going back and looking at some of these really tough times that maybe we went through and we're trying to make sense of it. And it's really hard to do that when you're so close to the situation. Um, have you ever seen, I don't know what they're called, but they're like the little pixels um, in a picture and you have to tilt it a little bit, walk away, maybe cross your eyes a little bit before you can see the image that's hidden inside of it. That's kind of how mental health works. You just, you're too close to the situation to be able to do this by yourself. And all you're going to do is bring up some really bad feelings, um, maybe even make things worse, and not be able to dig yourself out of that hole because you've gone too far deep into it. And um, that's why I vehemently am against anyone trying to do any kind of shadow work on their own or alone. Um, try this little exercise for a second and think about a time when uh, you know, something that was bad happened to you or something that made you feel bad and you're reliving that whole um, scenario in your head again. And then you can feel how you felt. That's the thing with memories. Fear, anger, sadness, all of the, the ones that don't feel good are also a lot more stronger. So if you're going to sit there and think about a time where you feel like you could have done something differently and have regret, um, you know, you're, you're going to feel that and it's almost as if you're reliving it all over again. And don't do that to yourself. You know, um, that is no different in my perspective to sit there and do this to yourself over and over and over. It's, it's pain. It's, you're inflicting pain on yourself for no re well, for a reason. But if you're not doing it correctly, you're just making yourself feel bad without being able to make yourself feel better. And we wouldn't... <laughs> take uh, a, a great example. There's an episode of The Simpsons, <laughs> I'm showing my age, um, where I think it's both Bart and Homer. Um, and I think Lisa had a like, science experiment or something that she was doing. And there was this rat and her experiment was that she or mice or whatever it was. But I think the mice or the rat was running through this maze and she wanted to show how they learn from their mistakes and they, she stopped um, going for the cheese every time it would get electrocuted. And then, like, the next scene was, like, Bart. He just kept, like, grabbing this thing over and over and over. Just, ow, ow, ow. And he wasn't learning from his mistakes. And he kept doing the same thing over and over again. We're not going to do that to ourselves. We wouldn't sit and um, take a fork to a toaster and continue to sit there and electrocute ourselves. Because it hurts. You know, and we're consciously um, aware of the fact that that hurts. So I don't want to do that anymore. But we don't, there doesn't seem to be a clear um, line where 
we can stop thinking about things that hurt us. And that's because it triggers chemicals in our brain that makes us go back to that over and over and over. And that is why a mental health professional can really help you rather than someone who doesn't know how the brain works. Um, yeah, so there's that. Um, yeah. And on the other side of things, you know, more the, me- the more metaphysical side of things, um, some things that I do to make me feel better this time of the year because it's hard for me. Um, I will admit that. Um, I hate the cold. I absolutely despise it. And I don't really feel myself until I can get up in the mornings and go on my long runs on the weekends when it's warm outside. Like that is where I feel in my element. Um, I want to be able to forage. I love foraging. It's, it's something my mom did and, uh, she taught me that when I was younger and it's just something that really brings me a lot of peace. So when I'm having a really stressful week, a walk in the woods really helps me um, feel a lot better. So I will take my guide (laughs) um, and I will see if I can't identify. Um, I have several, several books, um, identification books for mushrooms, for plants, for trees, for birds. Um, Yes, absolutely. And that's something that makes me feel me. Um, I don't know if you're, you know, if this works for everyone, this is something that works for me. My husband has caught on to me and he can tell when I'm feeling like crap, he will tell me, go get in the tub, (laughs) go take a bath. And it's not because I'm dirty and I, I need to go wash, but it's because he knows that that will make me feel better. And I am a cancer, so I don't know if it's because of my water sign or if it's because water is a healing uh, element, but a, a nice bath usually will help me feel better for a while. Yeah, the feelings do come back, but it's why wouldn't I do something to help me feel a little bit better for now um, until I don't anymore. Um, for me also, some of the things I do is, um, I mean, I know it's hard, Trust me. Um, I like to draw. Um, And so drawing helps me creatively. And art therapy is an amazing, amazing thing. If you can use art prompts, maybe just kind of take your mind off things and just, or just intuitively draw and see what comes out. You know, Um, you'd be surprised. You may be able to take how you feel and put it onto paper and, and see it. And really bring things to um, to light for you. Uh, let's see what else are some other things. And of course, you know, there's tea, essential oils. Lavender is like the thing. Um, and it does help me. Um, my biggest deal is stress. I'm not so much um, uh, depressed or, or anything like that. My ADHD does, I have a lot of issues with executive function. I have a lot of issues with, um, rejection dysphoria <laughs> and those things and, and just the uh, time blindness. It's, there I go. <laughs> time and memory, time blindness, executive dysfunction. And, um, the other one that I have already forgotten, but anyway, 
you know, those things um, together on top of everything else when I can't go back and sit down and relax and think about, um, like, you know, if I'm stressed out, I can go forage. I'll feel better. But I, I don't have that luxury during the dark half of the year, unfortunately. And so I find myself not being able to refill my cup. Um, going and getting my hair done does not do that for me. I'm not that type of person. Um, and going and get my nails done, going to a spa, none of those things really makes me feel centered, grounded, and better. My outlet is creative things, cooking. Um, if I am extremely stressed, I will shut down. And I have no choice but to force myself to get up and exercise. I have been consistently exercising since about September. And I cannot tell you how much that has helped me uh, get through these last th- last few months. Work has been incredibly stressful. And um, my anxiety has been up because of it. And yeah, so yeah, the exercise has made everything easier on me. Um, kava kava tea is something that I also take. Um, I do drink that at home usually. If I drink it during the day, it feels like, um, my anxiety is just at its peak. And by the time I'm home, the effects from having drank the tea really is just already gone and back. So I will wait until I get home late in the day and drink a cup of that. And it does help, helps, uh, significantly actually. And then, shockingly, cleaning. I feel amazing if I just drop something. I apologize for that. Um, Cleaning, like I said. I will put on a podcast, put on music, and then just scrub. And as miserable as the first 20 minutes may be, um, moving your body like that really, really can move that energy that's stuck, maybe making things uh, worse. So those are some things that I really, really uh, enjoy doing. And then, you know, if you are someone that likes to work with goddess energy, you can always um, reach out to some of the darker goddesses. They are focused around the dark half of the year. They, um, the one that comes to mind, I don't, I have worked with dark goddesses, but they're not really my thing. I mostly work with Bridget, um, only because she just, I don't know, she's just aligned with, um, my values and who I am and home and creativity. And I just feel more connected to her, but I have actually in the past worked with, um, Hecate. She's an excellent goddess to work with. If you, um, are wanting to work with some shadow uh, or do some shadow work. She's tough to work with. I will say you should definitely go into that completely prepared because she's not going to sugarcoat shit for you. She's going to let you know where you have, um, messed up at. <laughs> she won't let you feel sorry for yourself. Um, she clears the way for you to, um, bring in new energy and get over it. Basically <laughs> tough tough love, I guess. Um, another goddess that I, depending on what it is that you feel, 
um, or you're specifically struggling with, I think that Lilith is a really great um, goddess to work with for shadow work in the dark half of the year, especially if you are having to deal with maybe relationship sovereignty things, um, you know, <laughs> Valentine's. If you're, if you're someone who's um, single around the Valentine's Day or don't have, uh, you're not in a relationship and you just really want to feel empowered and sovereign and she's excellent energy to work with. Um, the Morgan is also an amazing goddess to work with. I have not worked with her. She scares me. <laughs> um, but you know, those are three that I can think of off the top of my head that are just really excellent, uh, energy to work with. And of course you want to do your, uh, research before you, you know, you jump into anything to make sure that, you know, your energy is really connecting. You're not just jumping on there and asking for a goddess to work with you that maybe wouldn't connect with you. Um, I can recommend a book, um, if you really want to learn more about Hecate called Keeping Her Keys. Um, it's an excellent book. I, I highly recommend it. I think it's also on, uh, Audible, Scribd. You can listen to it in audiobook or you can buy it paperback. Um, it's, I cannot remember the name of the author off the top of my head. So let me look this up really quick. Cindy Brannon, yes. Um, I love her book. It's very, very good. And it is structured to where you're going to go through this whole book over a year. Um, to really familiar, familiarize yourself with her. So great goddess to work with. Great book. Wonderful author. Um, but yeah, I think that eh, this is a heavy subject. So this has really been, uh, you know, draining for me <laughs> and um, I hope that this um, has helped a little bit I hope that you know people should understand that mental health is not something to be taken lightly um, take it seriously work with a qualified professional have a strong support group and take care of yourself that is the absolute best way to get through the difficult times and <clears throat> I am now done with this. <laughs> this is, this has depressed me. Um, so yeah, yeah. I have the next episode. I plan to, uh, do a, just a special episode on in bulk. Um, it is my Sabbath. Um, it is Bridget's holiday, Bridget's feast, Bridget's day. Um, she is the goddess that's closely connected to Enbulk, and I am excited to discuss that and discuss her. And um, yeah, so that episode is actually going to come out, I think, next week. Um, so that way, I wanted it to come out before Enbulk, which is February 1st. I have taken off work those two days so that I can, um, well, I took off. Thursday and Friday, so I can just kind of enjoy in bulk. And from Wednesday night, I think at sundown is when in bulk actually starts. Celtic holidays are celebrated from sundown to, to the next sundown. So 
uh, I can work all day on Wednesday and then just go home and just really enjoy my Sabbath. And I plan on doing some in bulk rituals and hopefully plant some seeds for some really exciting things that I want to work on coming up in this year and uh, set some intentions. So hopefully um, you guys come back for the third episode and I did not, this first episode wasn't so depressing, or not first episode, but yeah, the first actual topic discussed um, wasn't so depressing and, you know, down. Um that you guys come back for the next one. Oh, something else that I totally completely forgot to add is, uh, you know, if you're doing something where you want to maybe carry some crystals on you or take some essential oils with you to make you um, work with your stress or depression when you're outside of the house, uh, but you are an inconspicuous witch, um, do what the rest of us do. You know, tuck those crystals into... <laughs> your wherever you can stick it in your bra uh, pockets now um carry a sachet of something and um some good crystals for shadow work um i really really adore apache's tear it's amazing for grief i call it granny energy because it just really feels comforting i love my big hunk of uh, Apache's tear, which is actually, uh, it's like a form of obsidian. So it's a really nice stone to work with. Um, citrine, because it doesn't uh, absorb negative energy and it is something to uplift you. Um, and I amethyst. So I always carry those three with me, as well as the car, uh, I'm, I'm not gonna say this right, but as well as, um, Carnelian, carnelian, um, only because that's um, a stone that represents Bridget, and I really like having her close to me. So, yeah, those are the four that I carry with me. And then, depending on how I really feel, um, I might also throw in like a clear quartz to amplify. You know, if I'm having a, a really bad day, <laughs> but yes, um, and then take like a roller ball of um like lavender and just carry it with you and you know reapply it as needed um i i something i always do at the beginning of my work day is i will um anoint my hands with like depending on the oil obviously be careful you may need to add the carrier oil to whatever oil it is that you're using but um yes i, I like to anoint my hands to do the work for the day. So depending on what you do, um, what your intentions are, what you want to do, that might be something that uh, you can consider doing as well. So, um, yeah, so that's it. That's it for this episode. And I hope to see you guys again in episode three, um, and bulk and the goddess Bridget. So thank you. And I will see you next time. If you or someone that you love is suffering with thoughts of suicide or self-harm, please call 988 for the Suicide Prevention Hotline. You are not alone, and there is help.